Hey everyone, Sailing Through Storms, that's our series, and how to stay steady in the storm. That's our topic today. It's all about staying steady. You've been in a storm, right? Of course you have. Some big, some little, right? Oh yeah. And here's the key. Learn to stay steady. Now, storms are something that we're all familiar with. We know that. But it's the sailing part that we need to get better at. Right? Would you agree? Got to get better at the sailing. We know the storms. We can get better at the sailing. And that's why our series is called Sailing Through Storms. Not staying in one spot. Not sinking. Sailing. Last time we were together... We learn that storms have a purpose. Like the storm makes the sailor a better sailor. You know the storms of life? They make the believer a better believer. Today we're going to learn how to be steady in that storm when it comes. And you know, there is a difference between smooth sailing and sailing in a storm. (laughs) Well, yeah, no kidding. There is. See, with smooth smooth sailing, it's hard to say. Smooth sailing. Difficult to say for me. But that requires little thought. You know, smooth sailing is just, it's just what? An enjoyable experience. Oh, yeah. Got a little wind in back of us. Not thinking got a downwind, you know, and it's just like, that's, that's how we, that's how we sail when it's smooth. This is smooth sailing. Oh yeah. That's smooth, isn't it? You know, with smooth sailing, you don't have a care in the world. You just drift off in your mind And uh, you just enjoy the day. But, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. People look at smooth sailing from the beach or from the hill or from the mountain. And they all say, I'd like to get a sailboat. How many of us have fallen for that? You see that boat, calm and peaceful, sailing on the bay. And you think, oh, I want to get a boat. This is why the novice thinks it's such a restful activity. (laughs) Boy, do they find out later. It's not that restful. (laughs) Today we're going to see the storms are that which makes us think. Yeah. Think of the storm as God's plow. What does the plow do? Turns up the soil. God's plow turns up the soil of your heart that it may bring forth a richer harvest. See, as followers of Christ, we're to be people who think deeply, long, and soberly. That's how we're supposed to be as God's people. We're to be thinkers, and we think deeply and long and soberly. Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5, 6, So then, let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. 
See, most people are in la-la land. But when it comes to the body of Christ, we're supposed to be thinkers. And we think deeply and long and soberly. One person said, Trifling people are always shallow and never suspect of the little meanness that's in their nature. Talking about people, you know, everything's funny all the time. They're just shallow people. Everything's a joke. And they don't see themselves. So it, it, it's not good to always be on top of the world. To always be happy, to always have everything, it's not good. It doesn't make you a better person. If you have ever been in a boat in a storm, you know you have to apply yourself to the highest degree. You have to draw on everything you know about sailing. And what is your number one task? You know what it is? Keep the boat steady. That's it. Keep the boat steady. Point it into the surf and keep it steady. Don't let it get on the side of you. It'll roll you over. Don't let it get in back of you. It'll push you down. You point the bow into the surf, and all you have to do is keep the boat steady. That's it. And the boat will take care of itself. We often think of the storms of life as that which bring sorrow to us. And they do. But when that happens, you know what we do? We try to change the weather. You know, I don't like the storm. Let me pray that the weather changes. But you know what God's Word says? Ecclesiastes 7, verse 3. Sorrow, now again, this is God's Word. This is not me. God said, sorrow is better than laughter. Huh. For when a face is sad, a heart may be happy. See, that's the beautiful thing about a relationship with God. Yes, on the outside, there's sorrow. I did a funeral today. It was very sorrowful. Very. But when you know the truth, and you know that you belong to God, there's a sense of joy in that. Okay? So what does sorrow do? Sorrow promotes thoughts which arise from serious thinking. Serious thinking about eternity. You know, how many people think about eternity? Not most of them, that's for sure. I would say the the minority of people think about eternity. And every time we do a funeral, we're starting to think about eternity. There were many people at that, at that one today. And I really hope that they thought about eternity in a way that they never did before. That's serious thinking. Okay? Thinking about eternity brings a it brings a, a soberness about life that we didn't have before. Yes, we can be we can be joyful, but we've got to be sober. Realize this world is going somewhere. Our lives are going somewhere. We have body, soul, and spirit. And where's that soul and spirit going to live? It's going to live eternally. But where? Well, we make that choice, don't we? Yes, we do. So when you have Christ in your life, you become filled with joy, because Christ is the joy giver. So therefore, if storms are real, then no one is exempt, right? And it's not if, but when they come. 
because they will come, and they come in all varieties of storms into our lives. That's why we've got to learn the lesson of being steady through the storm. So we're going to tackle that today, okay? So hang on. We're going to be in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 17. Here's what the writer said. Some think it's Paul the Apostle. I don't know, but I would lean that way. But he said, in the same way, God, desiring even more to show to the heirs of the promise the unchangeableness unchangeableness of his purpose, confirmed with an oath. Now, let's go back. Who are the heirs of the promise? All believers. That's us. We are the heirs. We're going to inherit so many of the things that God has promised through Christ and through his word. Okay? So, when you think about it, we are very special people. And God has a plan for you. And he wants to show us the unchangeableness of his purpose. God's purposes don't change because they're established in eternity past. What are some of the purposes of God? Well, number one, to justify every repentant believer by faith. He wants to make just every person that repents and puts their faith in Christ. That's God's purpose. It's not going to change. Number two, that we would live righteously according to his word. That's his purpose for us after salvation. Live according to the scriptures. And then number three, God wants to, and he will, no doubt about it, he will bring every believer to heaven. I like that one. That's not going to change. You cannot change that. God says, I will bring every believer to heaven, and he means it. Because the moment you're saved, what does he do? He writes your name down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Oh, you have a reservation in heaven. You can't change that. You're part of the body of Christ. You can't change that. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit. You can't change that. So what God promises, God will deliver. There's one thing in life you don't have to worry about. If you're a believer, will I get to heaven? Yes, you will. Therefore, the storms, if you think about what God has for us, they're inconsequential. They really are. In comparison to who God is and, and what God has planned for us, they're inconsequential. Last time we saw that Jesus fell asleep on the boat. Remember that? The boat was in a storm. And what's Jesus doing? Sleeping. And why was he sleeping? Because the storm was inconsequential. Why was it? He said, let's go over to the other side. And they were going to get there. No matter how great was going to be the storm to try to hinder them, they were going to get there. You know why? Jesus said it. If God says it, it's coming true. So we get our eyes off of the hindrances, the obstacles, and we put them on God. God is going to get you to heaven. Don't you worry about that. And no storm along the way, however great, is going to hinder God from getting you there. Okay? And I'll tell you what, that's a good thing to walk through life with. Go through life with that thought, with that certainty, that confirmation in your heart. God will get you to heaven. Okay? Now, this is being what I call 
heavenly-minded. So what's our job then? Our job is to stay steady. That's all. As you get to know God, and as you get to know God's plan and His unchangeable purposes, you stay steady when the storms hit. That's what you do. Stay steady. Don't turn over. Don't turn your back. Don't run away. Stay steady. Then in verse 18 of Hebrews 6, so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible, see, here it comes, it's impossible for God to lie. I told you. (laughs) I love that. It's impossible for God to lie. We who have taken refuge, what does it mean to take refuge? We go to God for safety. And then what happens? We would have strong encouragement to take hold of the hope set before us. That word hope is the word elpis, and it means a certainty. It's not a wish or a desire. It's a certainty that's set before us. It's a guarantee that's set before us. We are encouraged because we get a hold of the guarantee that's set before us. So there are two unchangeable things in the scripture. Number one, his oath. And number two, his promise that he cannot lie. God's probably the only one that never lies. Everybody lies. People lie. The devil lies. God never lies. Jesus never lied. People that are saved, they lie. But God never lies. We can count on him. This is what gives us hope. The fact that God doesn't lie. And God has an unchangeable purpose for our lives to bring repentant believers to heaven. And that's a certainty. And he wants us to hang on to that. You know why? That's what keeps us steady. That's what keeps us steady in the storm. Yeah, the storm is rocky. But you can stay steady. Now in verse 19, this hope Again, what's the word hope? Elpis. It means a confident expectation, a guarantee, a certainty. This hope, this certainty, we have as an anchor of the soul. Oh, the anchor. What does the anchor do? It stops the boat from drifting. And what does the anchor of the soul do? Oh, it stops the soul from drifting away. It stops the soul from being shipwrecked. And what is our anchor? The certainty. The certainty of God's promises. The certainty of His unchangeable purpose. The certainty that, yes, He will get you to heaven. If you're a true believer, He will get you to heaven. So, these storms in life Storms reveal two things. Number one, they reveal another aspect of who I am, causing me to look deep within me. See, how would we be introspective without the storm? How do we look deep within ourselves? We'd have no reason to without the storm. So the sailor, when he's in the storm, what does he do? He looks deeply within himself and he draws out everything he has to keep that boat steady. He remembers what he learned 
he is mindful of what it takes to be a good sailor. He calls back to mind. And we have to do that. In the storm, we have to remember what we've learned. That's the time that we abide in the Scriptures. You say, okay, what did I learn from my pastor about this? What Scriptures did he teach me? And you take those Scriptures, and you apply them, and you abide in them. And what's happening today, that Christians, they know the Scriptures, but they fail to remember them and apply them when the storm hits. And what happens is anxiety, disappointment, fear, worry, frustration, these things begin to beat against the soul like the waves beating against the boat. And they beat against your soul. And they wreak havoc. And like the disciples, you think, I'm going to perish. We have to look deeply within ourselves during the storm. We have to do that. And then secondly, what do storms do? They also reveal another aspect of who God is. They cause me to look deep at God. Oh, that's good too. See what they do? They cause me to look deeply within myself, and they cause me to look deeply at God. And what have you learned about God? You've learned about God that He is compassionate. You've learned that He is faithful. You've learned that He is love because He sacrificed His own Son for you. See, we start to draw on these things. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. And we draw on these things that our storms, though they might be a surprise to us, they're not a surprise to God. God saw all the storms before they happened. So we have to look deeply at God and put our hope in Him. Secondly, to stay steady in the storm, Paul said, here's your frame of reference. 2 Corinthians 4.17 This is like time travel. Back to the future. (laughs) For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, excuse me, far beyond comparison. You know, God looks at our life, and I don't mean to be insensitive here, but this is the divine perspective. God calls our affliction momentary and light. Now, what's he comparing it to? Eternity. He's not comparing it to another person on the earth. He's comparing it to the eternal weight of glory. That is far beyond comparison. In other words, when we get to heaven, we're going to say, Life was hard, but it was worth it. That's what we're going to say. Maybe right now you can't say that. Maybe right now the storm is raging, and you don't want to say that. When you get to heaven, you're going to look back and say, it was worth it. You will. And God wants us to see it the way he sees it. It's still momentary. Oh, it feels like forever down here. (laughs) It does. The migraine feels like forever. The sorrow feels like forever, no doubt about it. But in comparison to eternity, it's momentary. He said in verse 18, this might help. 
while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. See, he's trying to get us to to refocus. He said, the things which are seen, they're temporal. But the things which are not seen, they're eternal. Storms are temporal. They are. No matter how big and how bad, they're temporal. We've had some massive hurricanes come through over the last few years. People have lost homes, cars. They've lost people. But the storms are gone. They were temporal. Oh, the sorrow goes on, and the grief goes on, and the pain goes on. Rebuilding, losing loved ones, that's for sure. But it's still temporal. The things which are not seen, they're eternal. The things which we have to look deeply into God to try to see. Those things, you know what they are? They're glory. They're the glory that waits for us when we get to heaven. We need to be more heavenly-minded. One day, Mark Twain and William Howells were coming out of church, and it was raining very heavily. And Howells said, Do you think it'll stop? And Mark Twain answered, It always has. (laughs) But it's true, right? It's true. It always stops raining. Even when Noah was in his ark and it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, it stopped raining. Every storm is temporary. Oh, but the deep things of God, they're eternal. This is what helps us be steady through the storm. It's a mindset. It's it's looking to God's word for the anchor of your soul. See, it's about keeping your soul steady because you live life from the soul. So you got to keep the soul steady. In God's word, that'll help you. And the promises, know that they are for sure. They're your anchor. And then secondly, think deeply and think, think long and think soberly. Think with the word of God. Think with scriptures. And the last thing I want to give you to stay steady in the storm, keep loving God. Don't stop loving God. Don't let your love for God be conditional. His love for you is unconditional. Can you love God unconditionally? Can you love God no matter what He allows to come your way? You know what the Bible says in Romans 8.28? We know that God causes all things to work together for good. For everybody? No. To those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Okay? Now, it doesn't mean every single thing in our life is good, but it means when you add them all up together and make a life, it comes out good. I think of the ingredients in a cake. Individually, they're no good. Butter, maybe yeast, maybe... Uh, that baker's chocolate, raw eggs, individually, they're no good. But when you mix them all together, put them in the oven, magic happens. It comes out awesome. So God causes all things to work, what? Together for good. Okay? Not not that they're good individually, 
But when they're combined together in your life, they become good. So it's not if the storms will come. It's when they come. And what do you do when they come? Keep steady through the storm. Look to God's word for direction. Realize that his promise to get you to heaven is your anchor. That's your elpis. Remember elpis? Your hope. It's a certainty. It's a guarantee. Heaven is your guarantee. It's an anchor for you. Think deeply about yourself and the situation. Look deeply into God. And then, oh, by all means, keep loving God. Don't stop doing that. Don't stop loving God. You know what? You know what I do to remind me to keep loving God? I don't look at my life. I look at the cross. There's God's love. I look at the cross. And I see that cross. It's empty. Jesus died and he rose again. But God is saying, that's how much I love you. I sacrificed my own son for you. Don't doubt my love. See? We have no reason to doubt the love of God. None. But we have to continue to look at the cross. So if we can do these things, you will learn something about yourself. And you will learn something about God. And you know what else? You will be a better sailor for it. You'll be a better person for it. Don't let the storm sink you. You've got more going for you. You've got a lot going for you. The storms don't have to sink anyone. Remember, Jesus is in the boat too. Oh, yes, he is. He's in the boat with you. And he will get you to your destination. No doubt about it. He will not leave you or forsake you. He will get you to where he promised to bring you. Thanks for coming along today. I hope you find these things helpful. Um, You can catch more messages on our website at newhopecc.tv. And all these messages are there. You can scroll down a little bit. And every message from newest to oldest is there. And it's good to go back and revisit. Because when we hear something for the first time, we miss about half of it. And then when you hear it for the second time, oh, I don't remember that part. Especially when it comes to sailing through storms. We don't want to sink. I want to sail. I got to keep my boat steady in that storm. You can do it. Thanks for coming along. I'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.